This is Growth Decoded to Go, a podcast from a show that helps you grow your business by figuring out the customer experience, one piece at a time. We do this to share our findings with you, wherever you are. Because this podcast is only the audio portion of the show, there might be some references to visuals. But don't fret, because we've included links to the video version of the show in the podcast description. All right, let's get into it. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Growth Decoded, a customer experience show. I'm your host, Ernie Santarelli, and today's topic is Abandoned Cart. Now, what is Abandoned Cart? Well, in an online or e-commerce store, you might be perusing. You might see something that you like. You might like that thing so much that you have half a mind or more to buy it. So what do you do? You put it in your cart, right? In an Abandoned Cart scenario, that happens when one of your customers or yourself adds an items to their or your shopping cart, but then leaves the store before completing the purchase because life happens. Right, you put the item in your cart, you fully intended to keep shopping, but you navigated away from the page. Or maybe you didn't like the price. Or it asked you to make an account and you didn't want to do that. Or you felt a vibration in your pocket and realized you got a text message, so you pulled out your phone, you checked that, and then you get distracted. Or maybe you heard something or someone fall down the stairs, so you have to go investigate. Or your stomach growls, and then you realize it's been 14 hours since the last time you ate, so you have to go take care of that. Or literally anything else happens that causes you to get up, walk away, and leave that item in your cart. Basically, this action or inaction leads to a high number of lost sales and hurts your bottom line or the bottom line of any e-commerce store. And the scenario is common. Well, how common? Let's let's take a look here. The, The truth is we abandon a lot of carts, millions of them each year. How many? Well, let's take a look at these as a percentage. According to sales cycle in 2020, 84.27% of online carts were abandoned. According to Beryllians in 2019, 77.13% were abandoned. According to Fresh Relevance in 2018, 56.82% were abandoned. According to Sales Cycle in 2018, 75.6%. Abandoned Aid in 2017, 81.4%. Sales Cycle in 2017, 76.9%. So how many carts? Too many carts. And today we're going to start a movement. A movement to reclaim the carts. So if you see an abandoned cart somewhere in the world, an abandoned shopping cart, take a photo of it, tag us with the hashtag reclaim the carts and send it to us. We want to see it because there's too much revenue left on the table. There are too many people leaving too many products that spoke to them in their carts. It's just too many. But what can we do about it? Well, if you run an online shop or an e-commerce store, you can remind your potential customers about that thing that they liked that they put in their cart. And you can do that automatically. But how? Now, to learn more about automations, I sat down with members of two different e-commerce businesses. The first is Jonathan, and he's the e-commerce manager from a company called Jinx. Okay, yes, and now I am joined by Jonathan Young, who is the e-commerce manager at Jinx. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time today. Welcome to Growth Decoded. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. So before we get into the abandoned cart stuff, uh, I was just hoping you could give us a little background on Jinx. Um, you know, what you do there and uh, just a little background about the company and the the products that you sell. So Jinx is uh, kind of the geekiness of all geeks. Uh, we are, uh, we're video gamers. Uh, we don't make the video games, but uh, we make all the merchandise for the video games. So we are the uh, guys that play the video games and we uh, make all the stuff for the gamers. Uh, so shirts, hats, um, wallets, toys, um, keychains, all that fun little stuff. So, I mean, it's a really tough job. I have to play video games for market research. Yeah, that sounds tough. It's, um, it's, it's a fun little gig. And I've got toys all over my place. Um, I mean, you've got, what, it's a record and books on your bookshelf? Yes. I've, I've got toys um, just because, you know, it's what we sell, so. Right on. That's awesome. Um, cool. So, uh, it, and that's, is that jinx.com if we wanted to, to check that out? Is that right? Yeah, J-I-N-X. And we've been around for about 20, 22 years. Um, oh, wow. Awesome. So, and uh, same two guys that started the company are with us. And they still play video games every day, just like the rest of us do. So. <laughs> awesome. The second business that we'll hear from today is Made for Freedom, and I sat down with Don, founder and CEO, to learn more. 
All right. Yes. And now I am joined by Don Mansky, the founder and CEO, uh, chief everything officer of Made Absolutely. for Freedom. Um, I could explain a little bit about Made for Freedom, but who better to do it than Don? Don, welcome to Growth Decoded. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and Made for Freedom? Thank you so much. Um, I'm thrilled to be here. It's it's fun. It's it's fun just even to meet virtually, you know, wherever, Absolutely. wherever everybody is. Uh, yeah, I'm Don Mansky. Made for Freedom is a social enterprise. We are a lifestyle brand that carries products made by survivors of human trafficking and those coming out of marginalization. So we have products from about 15 centers around the world, um, from the United States to India, to Nepal, to Cambodia, Philippines, you get the idea. Wow. About 15 centers. All of the centers are providing restorative services, preventative services around exploitation, marginalization, and human trafficking. Wow, that is amazing. Um, fantastic. Fantastic business, fantastic store. Um, at present, I don't have the shirt. It is out for delivery, but um, folks shirt, will be seeing will me wearing the shirt um, during this program. So sort of past meets present, I guess. All right, now that we've met our guests, let's jump into this thing. With the majority of online shopping carts being abandoned, it seems like a fairly important source of potential customers and revenue. But how important is it? What was life like before the abandoned cart automation? How much of a difference does it actually make? It turns out it's really important because if you run an e-commerce business and you don't have an abandoned cart automation set up, you're leaving a lot of lost sales, over three-fourths of them, on the table that you could easily recover at least some with some minimal effort. I mean, you're not even giving them another chance if you don't have this implemented. You're just letting them walk away when you know that they're not only thinking about and considering making a purchase, but they've even started the process of making the purchase. So let's hear about how important the abandoned cart automation is to Jonathan and Jinx. I mean, you, you had mentioned that, you know, you had turned it on about a year and a half ago, but you had had the desire to have it prior to that. So what was what was life like before that automation? Was it, um, you know, kind of interesting just knowing that these potential customers existed? And, and can you kind of walk me through, like, what was what was it like before that? Uh, well, there was nothing before that. We didn't have any way to communicate to our customers that were abetting their cart. We had a custom website. Okay. And a custom uh, that my uh, that our bosses created 20 years ago. Sure. Um, and it was old, and it needed to be retired. Not my bosses, the website. Right. Um, and so that's why we went to something a little bit more simple, something that could be maintained a little bit more without having to dive into a custom code. Okay. Um, every single time. And that code had been worked on by, you know, a dozen, two dozen different people over 20 years that when the bosses looked at it, they're like, I don't know what happened here. And so sure. anytime I wanted something changed, it took weeks and weeks for somebody to reprogram. But now with Shopify, it was, you know, that was so easy to go and fix something and change something. So, mm. you know, I didn't even know how many people were abandoning their cart and I didn't have the access to all those stats. And so now just to be able to see that and to see, okay, these are people, to see that stat and to see that information, I can actually take action on not only just a bad shopping cart, but take other action on, you know, um, what people are looking at, what people are pairing together in their shopping cart, mm. um, uh, what, what people are, um, leaving the site on, you know, a lot of different action on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And that makes a lot of sense. I, I feel like, you know, that's gotta be the case with, with so many different websites where it's like, we we've had this website and then as time goes on, these different solutions come about, right. With the emergence and the, the accessibility of different website builders and whatnot. Um, I'm sure that that's the case for, for a lot of people watching yeah. right now. Okay, so it's really changed a lot for Jinx from finding new revenue to getting deeper insights into their business and their audience. But let's hear about it from Don's perspective. How important then, I mean, do you think the abandoned cart functionality is at this point? I think it's great. I mean, I know I use it when I have been shopping somewhere else. Right. And you can't see it right now, but I have three monitors and each one has maybe 10 to 15 tabs. Like 
I'm multitasking all the time and I, I might go somewhere. <laughs> you got to get a special kind of computer to handle this many tabs, I tell you. Um, but I do it all the time. You know, I'll compose an email and I forget to hit send. I put something in a shopping cart, I forget to hit buy. Like I, I appreciate it myself. And when I see the numbers and the, the reports coming in from this automation, I'm like, I'm so glad that I've got that. Because yeah. I'm not going to be, able, obviously, that's what automations are for. I can't follow up with people and go, hey, you forgot something. But Active Campaign takes care of that. And the person is reminded. And if it's anyone close to what my life is like, they're like, oh, thank you. I forgot it. I didn't hit buy. Right. I think that's such an important point about it too, is that, you know, it can be looked at in maybe two different ways. And maybe this depends on how the language that you use in those emails, but one could be, you know, oh, of course they're sending me this email. They just want me to buy. But I, I like, you know, the, the way that we're talking about it. And I think that this is super true just across everybody, especially nowadays, one with all those tabs open, but two, you're, you're just busy. And right. you forget things. And it's it's sort of just like, hey, you know, you liked this enough to put it in your cart. Here's another reminder. Like you, you did this, you know, maybe. Right. Here, just a reminder. Remember, abandoned cart emails are a nice, gentle reminder that the visitor might want to buy that thing, but life got in the way. So what do these emails actually look like in practice? Now, we asked the Active Campaign Marketing team for some examples, and they sent us a few. So uh, we're, we're going to go into these a little bit. This first example, this email, it gets straight to the point. It's a nice, gentle reminder of the product. It includes some urgency that the card is going to expire in 48 hours, and then it gives you an added reason to convert, which is a 20% off coupon. Now, this email that we're looking at here is text only. And this approach includes a personalized sign-off. Now, that style of email makes the whole thing feel very human. The subject line tells you everything you need to know. The subject line is, your cart is about to expire, Flow Lab 20% coupon. Now, our next email comes from Malbin Golf. Again, it's another gentle reminder. Subject line, it looks like you left something behind. In the email body, they use some great language. It says, you are 90% of the way there. And then further on in the copy, they give you some more benefits. It says, up your wardrobe. There's a few big call to action buttons that lead you back to the website and lead you back to the product page, but they don't stop there. There's a second email from Malvin, and this time it includes an added incentive. It's a 10% off coupon to sweeten the deal and then help customers get over the line. But they don't stop there either. They send a text as well, just in case you didn't see the emails. Now, this process is a great example of taking the abandoned cart concept a step further than just one simple email. Texts are short. They're straight to the point. They're not invasive, and they're gentle reminders of how a contact can convert. And then here we have a final email example from Sephora. Now, this email is a bit longer. It's, it's longer than the previous two examples, and it includes images and copy that stretch below the fold, meaning you have to scroll to see the entirety of the email. This email shows the cart. It includes big call-to-action buttons that lead you back to the cart, and then below the fold, once you scroll, there are some product recommendations products related to the items that you had left in your cart. Now, Sephora knows that you're interested. They know that you're right there at the finish line. So why not include some additional related items that would go great with whatever it is that you abandoned before? To take things further, further down in the email, Sephora includes added benefits of shopping with them, from samples to pickup options. They use the abandoned cart email to further cement the value and the benefits that you could receive from being a customer. But what about our guests? What do their automations look like for the abandoned cart scenario? Here's what Don had to say for Made for Freedom. Awesome. And, and you mentioned three three emails. Yeah. Could you could you say like a little bit about the the spacing or the time between those three emails? I think they were the ones recommended by Active Campaign. Oh, okay. So you just did you leave the the wait steps the same as they are in the in the recipe? I'm pretty sure. Yes. Awesome. Okay. I could and double check that for you. Oh, I can do anything for you, Ernie. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> we just met three minutes ago, but we're like best buds now. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, hey, while you're looking for that, have the results of the, the abandoned cart automation, what, what have those been like? Um, and you can speak to, you know, the one that you have running currently or the one before then as well. Well, the one that I have running now has mm -hmm. done, has done really well. What I what I love is the percentage, like the 
open rate mm. has been 42.8%. Oh, wow. Which is awesome. And so in this past seven months, and this, it's done well. Um, the percentages sound better. We've had some significant issues with marketing and Facebook jail over the past several months. So the number of emails that have gone out is not quite what I would like, but it has brought in almost $500 of revenue, even though our online sales have tanked because of Facebook jail issues. Interesting. I'm sorry to hear about all that. <laughs> Way more than you wanted to hear, but. No, no, no. I mean, that's, that's the, you know, that's the, the real world. That's the, the case for a lot of businesses, I would imagine at this moment in time with all those, those changes and everything that's going on. Um, I guess, so prior to Facebook jail, um, were the results, the results were noticeable then of the abandoned cart automation. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Before then, and, and maybe you could speak to this before the, the previous one too, um, what was it like before then? I mean, in terms of knowing, um, did you have insight into how many carts were being abandoned and sort of not being able to communicate with them? Or, or can you can you speak to life before the abandoned cart automation? Well, before this one, I actually was using my own. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't as effective. You know, I didn't see as many conversions coming from that. And I think part of it was the timing. Part of it was the number of emails, you know, reminding people, people are busy. Right. And they might miss the first one. And if I, if you're only sending out one and it got missed, then it's gone. You know, so I liked, I liked the template that I found and the timing on that one is once they, it's like 30 minutes. If someone has not purchased it's 30 minutes later, there's the first email mm -hmm. and then it waits one day and then it waits one more day. Okay. And it's kind of a, did you forget something? And then the next day your card is on sale and we offer them a coupon. And then the last day says last chance. Mm. And you know, and it's, it, it is, it's kind of, we're not going to bother you forever, right? but just in case you forgot, you have a cart waiting. So I, yeah, I think, I think it's working well because it's, we, and we very much went with a new branding. I was working with a new marketing person and she really kind of gave a new look to our email templates, the emails that we send out and the emails in this. So it very much goes with the branding of what our new look is. So I think that is helpful as well. Yeah, creating that that consistent experience across all the different channels. Of those three emails, is there one that performs particularly well? Are they all sort of like, I mean, obviously everybody is different and you know, it might be the 30 minute one for some and the, the one two days later for others, but uh, is the conversion rate across all three of those relatively consistent or how, how does that look? It actually, it goes, the first one, open rate is highest. Okay. And then the second one is a little lower. And then the third one is a little lower than that. Mm, okay. But they're all, they're all pretty. Yeah. The third one is a 20% open rate. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, um, so they're all working. That's awesome. They are all working and they they're being opened. Three emails spaced out across a few days. The first email is just a reminder. And then an incentive comes in. But each of these emails performs well. Each email gets opened. But what do these emails actually look like? Now, to find out, we actually abandoned a cart on Made for Freedom's website. Sorry, Don, it was for science. And we got the emails. So we're going to go through what they look like. Again, email one is just a straightforward, gentle reminder. It includes a nice image. It has consistent branding with the website and with the brand's overall tone, as Don mentioned. Now, not only that, there is an image of the product. And the entire cart is included at the bottom of the email with a visual reminder of the product as well. Now, when email two comes in, it introduces the sale, the discount. It includes, again, an image that is actually a GIF, and it rotates through a carousel of three images, including the promo code, and then reminding you that the cart is on sale. The second email not only includes a sale, but it creates some urgency to use that code with a 24-hour time limit. 
So it, it provides a discount code, it, it builds some urgency, it gives you that incentive, and again, it shows the product. And then finally, the third email, the last chance email. As Don mentioned, none of these emails are overly salesy. They're not pushy. They're not a hard sell. They're just simple. They're straight to the point. You put this thing in your cart, here it is, and hey, here's a discount for you. Now, let's take a listen to how Jinx approaches their abandoned cart automation. If we tie this back to then the abandoned cart automation, um, is there anything that you're doing with with those folks, right? Are you segmenting them? Are you tagging them based on the fact that they've entered that automation? Does anything happen if they convert versus if they don't? Or does anything happen to them like after the abandoned cart automation? So our abandoned cart is um, not that robust. It's like, did you buy? Did you not buy? Okay. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a little simple right now. Okay. And, and you had mentioned um, kind of like the A-B testing and tweaking uh, the copy of the email or, or when it gets sent. Um, so how, how often do you revisit the automation? How often do you test or, or kind of try to improve it? Constantly. Okay. Constantly. So I know a lot of people, um, and, and I was kind of this way is like, oh, I don't want to test. That just seems daunting. Right. And it's not, I don't really see it as a test. I see it as a tweak. Okay. Um, cause I'm constantly tweaking it. So Shopify, you know, for all the people out there that have Shopify, Shopify has an abandoned shopping cart automation built in, right? But it's just one email. Right. And, and that's it. Um, we do two emails. Okay. Um, my last company did three and we're thinking about expanding this to three. Um, we're, and that's going to be one of our next tweaks. Okay. Tweaks using the uh, figure quotes. Um, so we've tested how quickly to send out the first email after they've abandoned the cart. And so our first email is just, hey, you for left something in your cart. Right. And that's all it says. Um, and, and how quickly and does that go out? So right now that goes out five hours. Okay. And, and, you, so we've te and we've tested that from five hours to eight hours. Okay. Oh uh, no, we've tested that from three hours to five hours to eight hours, and so five hours was kind of the, the sweet spot for for us. I'm right. not saying that everybody out there has to do five hours. No, that's just 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 for us. That's where that's where it fits. Okay. Um, and then we do a second email, and that's where we offer a discount. And it's like, hey, we're still holding your stuff in your cart, um, and I think it stays in your cart for a while in our in our system. Um, come back and purchase it and we'll offer you a discount and it's got a promo code in there um and it says you know purchase now or purchase within 48 hours and you know, you know there's a little search of search sense of urgency there mm -hmm. and um we'll give you uh a, a right now it's a 30 percent discount which is very lucrative yeah wow um and We've tested, actually that 30% discount is one of our tests that we've done. It was a 20% discount. And I wanted to know, well, what if we did a 25% or 30% discount? Is there a huge increase if we did 30% or 25%? Obviously people want 30%. Sure. But I wanted to know, would there be a big enough increase to do 30% or are they just gonna be happy with 20%? And we saw a big jump between 20 to 25%, but not that big of a difference between 25 and 30%. Hmm. So, but I still left it at 30%. So. Interesting. I, I mean, I, I love, I love how granular you're getting with these tests. I mean, this is, this is the good stuff, right? I, it, I mean, okay. So time duration, size of discount, how, how often, or how, what's the, uh, the sending cadence of that second email? How quickly does it go out after the first? So we tested it. I think it was originally set at two days and we tested it at one days, two days, and three days. Okay. And I think it's set at one days right now. Mm, okay. And so it goes out the next day. Do you, do you do any experimentation or testing tweaking? Sorry. Um, with the like <laughs> subject line or the actual content, like body copy of the email, the writing, anything like that? Uh, we we tweaked. Um, I think we got recommended by our uh, Megan, our uh, our uh, our account rep, on trying emojis. Oh, okay. So we tried little emojis in there. Um, didn't get that big of a response out of it. Nothing measurable. 
Okay. Uh, I thought it was cute, but nothing really measurable. Um, so we tried that in the subject lines. Um, we're going to switch out. Our next test is going to be the copy because it's it's very um, our, our email design uh, mimics the Shopify. Um, what do we call them? Um, uh, transactional emails. Okay. So when you get an email from Shopify, it says your order has been placed, your order has been shipped. And so it matches that. Right. And then our e other email marketing is very fancy and artsy and, and whatnot. And so we're, we're going to make this a little bit fancier is our next one, a little bit cuter. And, you know, um, that's going to be our next one is getting a little um, fun and silly and crazy. Yeah. Get that brand with, voice with, in there with a copy. So, I mean, it's, it's cute, but we're, we're still going to, I mean, we're, we're getting good results out of it right now, but we want to see, can we get better results? Right. If it would be a little bit more silly. So with all of these, these tweaks, these tests that you're running, how long do you let the test run before you determine if you're going to, you know, implement the change or keep it the way that it was? Um, until I get good enough well, it kind of depends. Okay. Sometimes, um, sometimes I see a, a difference right away, but I don't have enough. Um, I want to see enough people in the numbers. Right. Like I may run it for two weeks, um, but there's not enough people in the queue yet. Like I may run it for two weeks and I'll see, oh, this one's only got 10% and this one's got 80%. But there's like, oh, there's not enough people in that queue. And so I'll run it for another couple of weeks to, to see how it runs. Or I may run it for two weeks and there's like five bazillion people in that queue and there's no results. So mm. you know, it just kind of depends. I, I want to hit like that, that sweet spot of there's enough people in that queue and I also see um, a good result out of it. And if, I, if there's a lot of people in there and I see no result, then okay, no change. I just pick A or B, whichever one I think is good. Sure. That's, that's just my decision. So it's <laughs> like you, you know it when you see it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So Jinx uses two emails, but again, the same approach. The first email, a gentle reminder, and the second email is where that discount and the incentive comes in. You heard Jonathan also talk about the tweaks and the consistent reevaluation that goes into their abandoned cart automations. Now, we also abandoned a cart on the Jinx website, again, for science, just to see what happened. So let's take a look here. The first email, straightforward, consistent branding, gentle reminder, product images. It's got everything that you'd want to know. The second email, it includes a great header section. I, I love this. It says, we're still holding your order. Very helpful. And then comes the incentive, a discount tied in with some urgency. You've got 48 hours to use this code. This email, again, features a picture of the product, the cart itself, and a big call to action button to bring you back to that checkout page. Now, in all of these examples, the copy is short, it's concise, it's straight to the point. There aren't any unnecessary words, there's no big sales pitch, no attempt at convincing. Do you remember what that Malbin Golf abandoned cart email said? It said you're 90% of the way there. Your potential customers have already put the thing in their cart. It's clear that there is intent and there is a desire to purchase. You don't really have to do anything else but remind them of that thing that they like and their desire to have it. That, that's it. That's all you got to do. Now that we have a few different emails that we've looked at, what makes a good abandoned cart email? Well, from what we've gathered, first, you want to keep it low pressure, right? Nobody likes a hard sell. Second, you want to include the item that they left behind and a clear CTA of how they can get back to the site and actually purchase that item. And then third, you want to make sure that the email is in line with your brand and with your tone so that it doesn't feel impersonal, it doesn't feel disconnected. But what do Jonathan and Don think makes a good abandoned cart email? Well, listen to what Jonathan had to say. Like, what makes an abandoned cart email good? Like, in your opinion, what, what, what's the difference between a, a good one or, or maybe like a bad one or a not as good one? Um, from my perspective or from the customer's perspective? Um, either, both, wh wh whichever, wherever you want to take it. <laughs> um, uh, well, from my perspective, one that works. Okay. Uh, one that converts. Um, 
uh, one that speaks to my customers. You know, and that's calling it why I used the air quotes earlier of, of, of um, you know, uh, of the industry standards. It's, there's the industry standards, but then you need to customize those standards for for your own company. Right. You know, does two days work? Does three days work? Does one email work? Does two emails work? Does five emails work? Um, does silly emails work? Does professional emails work? What works best for your customers? You're not going to know that till you test or till you tweak. Um, of course, you got to start somewhere and you start with those industry standards. Sure. And then you just tweak um, until you find something that works for you and works for your customers. Um, and, and then I guess to answer that's to use that same answer from a customer's perspective is what works for me as a customer is what speaks to me. Right. Um, know your audience, know your audience. Yeah. And, and, and that tweaking and that testing is what, what allows me to do it. There it is. You have to know your customer, knowing your customer will make the email work from the perspective of the e-commerce business owner, as well as the customer, because you have to know your audience. How do they talk? What do they want to know? Writing for your audience in particular is your best bet for creating an abandoned cart email that actually works. Now, let's hear what Don had to say about the same topic. So if we're shifting gears again, back to the abandoned cart automation, with the three emails that you have, what, in your opinion, makes a good abandoned cart email? I think kind of what I was mentioning before, not bothering someone forever. Right. You know, people always appreciate a deal. So that's going to be, that's going to be kind of part of it. The second one that we send out has a coupon code. So that's an encouragement, I think, but I, you know, I just keeping it simple, keeping it concise, like we were talking about, um, here's a reminder. Like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a hard sales person. Like I don't like a hard sale, sell, hard sell, hard sale, whatever it is. I don't like it. I, right. I tell stories. I talk about my product. I talk about changing lives. And if that's not what you want to be a part of, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, but you have to buy this. And I'm not going to pound you over the head a hundred times. Right. I'm going to say, hey, you may have forgotten you, you thought we were cool at one moment, you know, come on back and check us out. But I, I don't, I think the three works well. The mm -hmm. fact that I've got a, I've got a decent open rate on all three, like the lowest open rate is 20%. I don't think I'm irritating people. I don't think I'm bothering people. I think I'm just getting in front of them again and saying, Hey, what do you think? Right. Remember, this email is just a reminder. Good abandoned cart emails, they're not bothersome. They don't push too hard. They're simple. They're helpful. And they're empathetic to the fact that sometimes life just gets in the way and things fall through the cracks. Now, what's interesting about abandoned cart emails is that sometimes the unexpected happens once you get it up and running. I'm not the only one who's been surprised by them. So here's what surprised Jonathan about the Jinx abandoned cart automation. Okay, so you had mentioned when you started the abandoned cart, when you flipped it on, you followed best practices, and I liked how you how you put yeah. it there. So, what, if anything, surprised you about you know what didn't work that was following best practices, or what did you change that you know has anything surprised you throughout this process? I'm surprised at the number. There's two surprises. Okay, I think one is the number of people that convert in the first email um, so let, let's say i i'm going to give um, vague answers so i don't have to uh, give away any uh, corporate secrets or anything like that absolutely so let's say in a week um, uh, email number 1 uh, generates about $6000 in business and keep in mind, that's a lot of business for me because our t-shirts are 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, and email number two generated about $10,000 in business. So I'm surprised that email number one is just a, hey, you forgot something in your cart. Right. That's all it is. 
there's no incentive. It's just a reminder. It's mm-hmm. just a good, bad, and cart reminder. And that's all it does is it just taps them on their shoulder. There's no incentive. There's no bonus. It's just they're saying, hey, hi. Come back, please. Hey, remember this thing? You like this yeah, thing. You like this thing. There, there's, you know, because, you know, a lot of a bad and cart is always about an incentive, trying to get them to come back. Right. And there's no incentive there. It's just, hi, come, please. <laughs> so it's just, um, and... But with that, the the second the second email, which surprises me, is that there is an incentive, and and thirty percent is a pretty good incentive to come back and shop, and and it requires a promo code. But the number of people that come back and convert that don't use the promo code, which has nothing to do with the abandoned shopping cart campaign, it has to do with people forgetting to use the promo code when they shop. Right. They just purchase at full price. Hmm. So I'm okay with that. But I mean, about two thirds of the people forget to use the promo code when they shop. So it really can be as simple as just reminding your customers that they were interested. That's all it takes. Now, what does Don have to say? So has anything surprised you about the abandoned cart automation, whether that's the results or the functionality or, or any anything around the abandoned cart automation that sort of taking you by surprise the uh i liked i liked when i got in there and found the template mm. with the three parts you know because i knew that i could do it and i don't know if you had the template and i just went on my own and i was like oh i'll do it by myself but you guys are always adding new functionality so i you know i and i don't know when i started my first one but the the one I started most recently in December. It was nice to find that. And, you know, you guys are putting, you guys have this expertise and I'm like, okay, it's nice to see, okay, three emails. Here's some peer, the, the time I should wait. I don't need to go research and take a class on this. So finding that template and the fact that it has been the fact that it has been really effective, like the fact that people are opening stuff is lovely. Okay, so in Dawn's case, no overhaul was necessary. The template, the active campaign automation recipe, it all just worked. And that's the thing about abandoned cart automations. The beauty of them is you set them up, they run, and they work. Now, in my experience, this has been a huge benefit and a huge benefit to the e-commerce stores that I shop at. But not everyone sees it this way. Some businesses, like Jonathan and Jinx, are iterating and changing their automation pretty regularly. So so what's next for them? What's on the horizon? You mentioned moving from a two-email abandoned cart automation to a three-email, potentially. Um, what, what other things, like what's, what's next for Jinx in terms of um, automation or, or what's next for you? What, do you? what would you like to build into the, uh, the program? I think the third one that we're considering is... Um, the third email that we're considering adding is a reassurance email. Mm. Um, maybe repeating the, um, the, the promo code, but also we have a lot of sweet benefits of shopping with Jinx. You know, and there's a lot of challenges of, of selling apparel online. You know, is it going to fit? Am I going to like the material? Um, can I return it? So we're thinking about adding uh, a couple of reassurances. You know, we offer a 120 day return policy. Um, we offer free shipping over $80. Um, a couple of those key benefits, you know, we have great customer service, maybe a cool picture of our customer service gal, you know, um, yeah, just a few little key um, uh, reassurances to say, hey, if you're not quite sure, these are some things that will might help answer some of their questions. Sure. Just um, get in front of those potential objections or, or any yeah. hangups that they might have. That's that's yeah. that's awesome. Okay, so a third email might be in the card soon for Jinx. And this email is going to have some added benefits and even some objection handling. Now, again, note that they're not pushing hard for the sale in this email, but just letting you know the benefits and the advantages of shopping with them. This third email is a great example of how you can take the abandoned cart automation further. You can use it to share information that's more specific 
and more relevant to a particular group of people, right? Because in this case, it doesn't make sense to send every single person on the email list an email about the benefits of shopping with Jinx, but it does make sense to send that information to those who have indicated purchase intent, but they haven't yet converted. Those people are the perfect audience for that information. But, but what about Made for Freedom? What's next for them? Okay, so along the same lines then, with, I mean, back to abandoned cart, but also combining this, do you, do you have anything special that happens to the contacts who happen to go through your abandoned cart automation? Or are there any plans in the future for segmenting them, putting them into a different automation, anything, uh, anything special for those contacts? A couple things. Um, we have, so we have these amazing products, mm. but there's such a powerful story behind each one. Right. And every story, every product has its own story. So there are different stories and I'm not, I'm in the, I'm in the midst of creating product videos. So those will go on the website so that I can kind of tell some of the story behind that. We have, um, we have product actually in physical locations now, which is new within the past three months. And I'm, I have a QR code, which I could show you right now, except it's down there, um, a QR code. So as people are walking through and they see our products, and promote this QR code, and that will open up a page of stories. So it's all these video stories. Well, creating the, like if someone purchases, let's say they buy the hummingbird necklace, I can create an automation that says, oh, thank you so much for your purchase. Here's a video with a little background. Like it's stainless steel, da, da, da. It was made at this center by survivors coming out of Northern China. Yeah. You know, so... I can tell the specific story when someone purchases, but also I can specify the abandoned cart because mm. the abandoned cart can also, you know, so I can also send that video and say, you know, cause then it's kind of, okay, I put a hummingbird necklace in my cart. Do I really want it? Do I want to spend that much money? And then they get this email with a bit of the story about how this is changing lives right? and go, this isn't just a pretty necklace, right? This, this is impacting lives. So I'm, I'm excited. I have a lot of plans for these little product videos, but one of them will be incorporated into the abandoned cart. That's, that's brilliant. And especially with the way that today's consumers are, are shifting more towards people want to know the story behind things. They want to know the story behind the company, behind the products, you know, what it's made out of, where it's sourced from, who's making it, all these different things. I think that that is absolutely brilliant to, to include in the, the abandoned cart automation, especially because it's like you're saying, just giving them whatever they need to, to click the, the, the button and, and actually convert as opposed to, you know, navigating off the page. Um, that's mm -hmm. wow. That's awesome. So this idea is another way to take the abandoned cart automation further. Dawn is talking about telling the story of the products, creating a more personalized experience for the potential customers. But she's not just telling the story of any old product, but the product that that customer had left in their cart. Dawn is seizing the opportunity to give her customers more, more than just a gentle reminder to buy, more than just uh, the benefits and advantages of shopping with her, more than even some information that might handle or answer some objections. Dawn is providing a reminder of what the company stands for, what the products actually mean and where they came from. Now, this is similar to Jonathan's third email with Jinx, right? It's answering questions that the shopper might not even realize that they had. It's creating a deeper connection with the customer, and it's helping them to feel closer to the company. And you're getting all of this from a simple abandoned cart email. Videos that tell the story of the product, the product that a shopper might have abandoned in their cart, that's genius. Now, what's interesting is that we abandoned a t-shirt in our online shopping cart with Made for Freedom. What's the story behind that shirt? I bought the Seek Justice t-shirt from Made for Freedom. And I was wondering, we've, we've talked about the stories behind the products and that you love to tell the story. So I'm wondering, could you tell me the story behind the Seek Justice t-shirt? I would love to tell you the story behind that shirt. So see, the shirt is royal blue white lettering, different font sizes. And it says, seek justice, love, mercy, walk humbly. You're wearing it so well, I'm sure. Oh, thank you. Um, this this t-shirt, I love telling the story. Can I? Can you tell I like the stories behind our products? Okay. I can. 
it's very, it's very, it's very apparent. <laughs> this t-shirt, that t-shirt, um, made in India. And that sounds very, that sounds very easy to say. And that's, and we don't even on our personalized tags, we don't even put made in India. We put made with dignity in mm. India. You know, you want to know what country it's from? That's fine. But I want to tell you how it's been made. So the t-shirts that we sell are organic cotton. And that is nice. And when you feel it, it's buttery soft. And that's great. It's, a, it's an amazing t-shirt. And that's the least impressive part about this shirt. But the t-shirt was actually made at a center in Kolkata or in Eng American English, Calcutta. I'm just accustomed to saying Kolkata. That's the way you'd say it in India. So in Kolkata, there are multiple red light districts. One of the red light districts, the largest, is called Sonagachi. There are over 11,000 women being prostituted out in that red light district alone. This group works with women coming out of that red light district, teaches them how to read and write, teaches them how to sew, teaches them how to package, label, and then gives them jobs gives them jobs with dignity. They pay them well. They help provide insurance and medical and childcare. These women have really incredible jobs because of these t-shirts. And they've also taught the ladies how to screen print. When we first started partnering with them, this was one of the first groups we started partnering with. They didn't do the screen printing, but now the screen printing is done there as well. Last year, 2019, I was able to go visit and I happened to be there. I did a tour. I've met the people. I've done the tour before. I've, I met them years ago, but I was able to go back with my husband after a, a tour speaking on things. And um, I was able to visit and they were printing our t-shirts while we walked through the tour. And the girl saw my, she saw me wearing our hummingbird and she like freaked out. And she's like, I know that hummingbird. And she showed me and like, they were printing my t-shirts. So Wow. Um, anyway, those t-shirts are changing lives of women coming out of a red light district in Calcutta, India. Wow. What a story that is. All right. I'm going to wear this t-shirt and I will be the most proud of maybe any t-shirt I've ever owned in, in my life. That is mm. beautiful. Um, and I can't think of a better way to, to wrap this thing up than that story right there. So Dawn, thank you so much for your time, um, sharing your experiences with Active Campaign, sharing your story, uh, Made for Freedom. We will include links and everything to, uh, to direct people towards your store and towards your, your virtual trunk shows. Um, but again, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Wow, what a story that is. Okay, we've covered a lot here. But one thing that we would like to learn is advice for people who might be looking to get started with the abandoned cart email automation. So what advice, what rules of thumb do you need to know if you're looking to get this out the door? The first thing is keep it simple. Even if it's just one abandoned cart email reminder, that one email will have over a 40% chance on average of being clicked on. Now remember the best practices that we've been sharing throughout this episode because they're going to keep your email on track. Keep it concise, keep it simple, don't be overly salesy, don't be overly pushy. Now we asked Don and Jonathan the same thing and here's what they had to say. If there are people watching that are, you know, looking to open an e-commerce store or start an e-commerce business or open an online store um, as a result of, you know, the events of the last year because who knows if in person is going to get pulled again, you know, whatever the, the case may be. Um, what advice or best practices or, you know, any words of wisdom that you might have for those people when it comes to abandoned cart automations? Template, template, template. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, I, I have fun with them and I play with them and I get plenty that I at least start by myself. But then I walk, I walk in, walk in, you know, virtually to the space and create an automation. And I think I know exactly what I need to do. Right. But if I take the time to kind of scan through, oh, well, active campaign, they kind of know a thing or two about emails. Huh? Maybe I'll see what they think. And when I, and like I said before, you guys are constantly adding new stuff, you know, so I could have scanned through the automations. Oh, and look, there are like three new ones that I didn't see last time. So looking through those templates, and even if I, tw I obviously I'm going to tweak it, 
obviously I'm going to put my own brand in there. I'm going to put my own language in there, but there are, yeah. And the marketplace. So I'd say template marketplace, live chat. There we go. There are my three. You said one, sorry. Those three. are my top three. You're an overachiever, Don. That's that's <laughs> fantastic. There are people watching today that are either new to the e-commerce game or they don't have an abandoned cart automation. They're looking to get started with this. Do you have advice or or best practices? Uh, we've talked about testing a lot. I kind of feel like that might that might be it. But um, is there anything by way of advice or what you would suggest? Do it. Um, there are. I mean, if you've got an email service provider that offers automation um, and you can get a, an abandoned shopping cart, think about it. This is a a free service almost. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, you spend a lot of money on different advertising campaigns on uh, advertising this, advertising that. Um, but once you've got your customers on your website, they're shopping, they put something in your cart, they are interested. They are at the very bottom of that sales funnel. They're ready to purchase and they just, something stopped them. So, um, I mean, you even spend, money on rebranding to bring them back to your website but this you've already got everything in place with your email service provider get that email abandoned shopping cart going because once you get it going it runs look at it a couple weeks later tweak it a little bit it runs tweak it a little bit a couple weeks later i mean it's kind of i can ignore it for a couple of weeks and it generates thousands of dollars for me. Wow. And then I'll tweak it a little bit more and then it'll generate thousands more dollars for me. And then I'll tweak it a little bit more and then it generates thousands of dollars for me. Sure. And it's just part of the, the something that I'm already paying for. And so it's just a perk. That's so that's awesome. I don't know if there's a better way to, to finish this interview than, than that right there. That was perfect. Yeah. Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. This is thank you, uh, sir. very helpful. And uh, again, thanks for, for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Ernie. All right, there you have it. At the end of the day, the best thing to do is to get started. Use the resources that are available to you, whether that's a framework or the data that you receive from your e-commerce platform to determine if you want to test or not. Don't push too hard. Remember, gentle reminders work astonishingly well. Your potential customer is 90% of the way there already. All the heavy lifting is done. They know who you are. They know what you do. They know the products that you sell. They're interested in those products and they've even started to purchase them. You've already done all of that hard stuff. All that's left to do is provide a gentle reminder of that. Maybe you want to include some additional benefits. Maybe you want to include a story about the product. Maybe you want to create some urgency while providing an incentive or a discount. Maybe you want to send two emails. Maybe you want to send three emails. Maybe you want to promise a future discount if they purchase now that they'll get on future purchases. But at the end of the day, keep it simple. Keep it straightforward and start reclaiming those carts. And that's our show. Thank you so much to Jonathan and Dawn for sitting down with us and talking to us about their abandoned cart automations. Until next time, go forth and automate. Thanks for listening to Growth Decoded to Go. For the latest updates on Growth Decoded and links to the live show, you can sign up to be a part of the Grow team at activecampaign.com slash events slash growth hyphen decoded.